and Apex Lab Podcast. Hey there, welcome to the Level Up Engineering Podcast, where we speak to the most experienced technology leaders from around the world. So stay with us to learn actionable management insights to take your engineering team to the next level. This show is powered by Apex Lab, a team of experts in end-to-end digital product development. ApexLab.io Welcome to the Level Up Engineering Podcast. I am Carolina Tot, and I am happy to introduce my guest today, Tom Sommer, who started as a senior software engineer and now works as director of engineering at Redbubble. And he's been doing this career at Redbubble for almost nine years, so he has a lot to share with us. I'm so glad you could join us all the way from Australia today. Please give us a bit of context about who you are and what your passions are. Hi, Carolina. Thanks for having me. Very nice to be here. Like you said, I've been, um, I've originally from Germany, so I, I came to Australia about, about 15 years ago and then started working at Rebubble about nine, nine years ago. And like you said, I worked my way up from, from being a software engineer to being now director of engineering and really kind of finding my passion in kind of people and engineering and structure and and culture and this whole a big set of topics that comes with the area and over the time i've been really been getting involved into lots of different areas across the bubble like starting internship and junior programs but also growth frameworks and general kind of how do we establish a culture how do we have change management how at rebubble awesome. and yeah been writing about that and and um, have been trying to impact impact the team a little bit there as well. Yeah, check out Tom's Medium page where you can read some about some of the ideas that we will talk about today, and also about some other things. So, with that said, um, today we are going to talk about building an internship program and facilitating an internship program. So, without further ado, let's talk about how you recruit potential engineers or engineers for your internship program? Yes, it, it's, it's, a, it's a good question to start with because obviously that's when it all begins, when how to how to get people into the internship program. And, and we, we've done that a few ways. The first one is to well, have an open call on the internet and just say, like every other job, say, hey, we have an internship program. Why don't you come and join? The more focused way we've done that is to to go out to special companies and institutions. So we've had calls at universities where we basically rocked up to um, to a lecture and said, "Hey, we're um, starting an internship program. Who is interested?" Or we've partnered with local companies in Australia, in Melbourne that are topic specific, so boot camps or uh, women in tech groups where we literally went out and said, hello, here we are. We want to build up this program or we have a new round of this program who's interested in joining us. And then starting from there and really trying to get to get the people in. And I, I think it really depends on what what we're looking for and what, what people are looking for, where to get the people from. Like we had programs specifically focused on diversity and trying to get as many women into the company as possible. And then we partnered with kind of the women in tech programs, but it, it really depends on where, um, what, what the focus of the program is. Mm-hmm. Since we all know that there is a shortage of software engineers and it has been going <laughs> on for, for quite a while, I have to ask, what are some of the tips and tricks that you can share 
that make your internship program more attractive than any of your competitors? Two things that we really have focused on, which has worked really well, is um, we've really ran it as an embedded program. So some programs are kind of like, hey, here's your intern group. You've worked on this project on the side. After three months, you come back and show us what you've done. What we've really tried to do is embed interns into teams. So they're all in different teams. They're all working as any other software engineer in teams and getting the full spectrum of experience about what it means to work on a product, what it means to pair with other engineers, what it means to kind of run planning, all this kind of stuff to give them a full a full work experience and make sure that they're not just sitting in the corner working on their on the hobby project and pretending to be part of the company. So that that's something that we're really focused on, which is something that we heard of good, good things about as well from from our interns that they really enjoy that and really like that. Right, right. Nobody nobody wants to join an internship program to click at Excel files for three months. So, exactly. Yeah. So with that said, before you start working with these interns, you ha somehow have to evaluate them and what their um, skill level or skill set is. Um, how do you do that? What are some of the ways that you can share? Yeah, and, and this comes back a little bit to kind of understanding what the purpose of the internship program is. So we ran programs that range from pure work experience where we literally said, look, if you want to get some work experience um, in the industry, you can join our intern program. And then that evaluation was very light, so to speak. It wasn't, it wasn't necessarily focused on like, you need to have this and this and this skill. It was literally just an open call and say, hey, why don't you come and get some work experience um, in the industry and maybe we can give you a leg up. And then the other the other end of the spectrum is to have internship programs to then recruit interns as full-time engineers afterwards, potentially. And then the, the evaluation goes a little bit further because obviously if you want to hire someone as full-time engineers, um, you need to have them to have a certain level. And this is kind of where we've ultimately replicated a little bit of a lightweight engineering interview for kind of assessment. So instead of going through the full-blown four or five rounds of interviews that we do for our regular engineers, we've done a, a smaller version of that for our internships where we're still assessing around the same topics, but don't go as deep. So don't go as deep technically and don't go as deep like when we do our architecture session or architecture round with the regular engineer and we do that on a, on a smaller scale. But we're generally assessing them across across different areas and very much the similar um, similar aspects in our regular engineers. Mm -hmm. Since maybe not all of us are uh, acquainted with your regular interview process, <laughs> could you share some of the criteria or specifically whether or not you interview for culture fit or culture ed or soft skills in in any sense? Yeah, we, we definitely do. We do a lot of soft skill checking. So we don't necessarily do that through a dedicated. Um, here's an interview about culture. Here's an interview about soft skills. But we're we're assessing that throughout all the interviews and really talking about the big things for us are about communication. So how well is the person communicating? Growth and learning, especially important for interns. So one of the things that we really focus on during the internship is kind of how much are are the interns willing to grow and how much are they able to grow in that time and, and kind of trying to absorb all the information 
So we, we had communication, we had growth. And then the last thing is, which just ex escaped my mind because I had it just a second ago. Um, the last thing is about, no, lost it. Sorry. <laughs> That's all right. If it comes <laughs> there, back. There was, there was something else. If I remember it later, I'll, I'll yeah. come back to it. Yeah, go ahead. Um, so you do that's that's what i am mostly interested in you know like yep. you do pay attention to the fact that soft skills are important and you actually have some sort of a criteria yes up to which you check the potential engineers is there anything specific about the technical experience or the technical knowledge that's a must-have for anybody who enters your internship program I think not specifically. So we, we haven't really gone out and said, like, you need to be able to be fluent in this language or you need to be able to to know how to write JavaScript or anything like that. Again, what, what we really focus on with our internships is to have a very basic understanding of kind of the large building stones or the general building blocks. So not necessarily being able to write picture-perfect code, but to understand how how big things work together and then just the ability to grow. So for example, in one of our interviews that we've done for the for the internship, we asked them to kind of go on a whiteboard and talk us through how a URL, URL shortener works. So you take a big URL, you plug it into a website, out comes a short URL, someone pl puts a short URL into the browser and then it somehow magically transforms into the big URL. And that might be something that's very straightforward for someone that's been in the industry for for five, 10 years, or maybe even three years. But for someone who's just starting out, that reveals quite obviously what kind of core concepts they understand, how things work together, and even just going down to, do they have a basic understanding of how, how a database works, how that all fits together. And through these kind of things, we're really trying to just get a, get a sense about that basic basic understanding about technology, the internet, and the building blocks there, and then and then we can figure out like okay, they're they're at a level where, which we can support, or we might have to um, we might have to kind of unfortunately say no no for this candidate. So it kind of sounds like you are looking for understanding the big picture, and then you teach the the smaller building blocks in detail. With that said, let's jump into the the specifics of your program, of, of what you can share with us, how we can go from day zero of the process to, or day minus a couple of the process to the end or to the conclusion of the internship program. So the, the way we've run it, we usually had it for 12 weeks or three months. So we had, in, we had interns come in as a group. We always felt like the group experience was very important, not only because they could kind of share, but they kind of live the experience together and they kind of feel like they're not just singled out. They kind of have a shared experience. So they come in for, for 12 weeks. And then, like I said before, they, they kind of get embedded in teams. So they literally become part of a team for these 12 weeks and behave and act like every other software engineer. The one thing that we're really trying to do during these 12 weeks is to have a high level of support. So we have like everybody else, they have a manager that they can go talk to and they can kind of have weekly or, or twice a um, um, every other week have one-on-ones. We also have a dedicated mentor, which sits outside the team. 
So someone they can go to that's not in the day-to-day -day that they can just ask questions about, whether it's technology, whether it's how planning works or how, how different parts of the business work. And then the support network within the team is literally just about like pairing and making sure that they have people to talk to, which is obviously in, the, in times of COVID is a little bit tricky to arrange because if you're all in the office, you can just turn around the chair as, as usual. So that needs just some extra attention to make sure that people feel supported and people feel like they have someone to talk to and have someone to work with in the day-to-day -day really. Mm -hmm. But that, that's kind of the, the basic cornerstones of, of this process. Mm -hmm. And when the 12 weeks are over, I imagine you will not hire everyone of the team. How is that evaluation process? What are some of the steps that you take to make sure that you hire the right people? Yeah, um, great question, because that's something that's taken us a few iterations to get semi-decent. We're still, we're probably still not perfect or we're definitely not perfect there. So at the core is really for us is the growth. So if people demonstrate in these 12 weeks that they can absorb information, they can grow, they can kind of um, really inject themselves in the team. And it's not about taking on big pieces of work by themselves in the first 12 weeks. It's really about like that ability to kind of understand how a team works, take on information, and then and then ultimately be, um, be a better engineer at the end of it. And when one way we've tried to evaluate that is to literally go through do the same interview that we've done in the intake, do that again. For example, that URL shortener, we, did, we don't tell them that at the start, but basically do that URL shortener interview again after 10 weeks and see the difference. And um, it's been really magnificent to see for some, for some people how they've came in with a very basic understanding. And then after 10 weeks, they were able to just draw it up and say, yep, this here, and this goes in there, and then database, and then out comes this, and then you pump it back in there, and voila. And this is a really good comparison and a really good kind of sense check or uh, um, a checkpoint to kind of see, ah, yes, they've picked up a lot of concepts. They understand a lot more at the end than what, what they did at the start. And then kind of that gives us a better sense and a better idea about like our confidence level about like, yes, we we can really believe in that person can grow and can ultimately move on with that. How awesome. That begs the question, though, who are the people who do these interviews for, for the internship program? And yep. is it the same people who do, the, do that in the beginning and then at the end? Yes. Yeah, we, we try to be very consistent in these. And what we've really done is that we basically have a, a group of two or three engineers that are like senior engineers from the from Rebubble do the internal, the initial interviews, and then the same group basically does the assessment after 10, 11 weeks. And we have that direct comparison. And often myself is included in that as well, just because I'm running the project and I'm running the program. So just have that continuity and have that ability to compare um, against the initial initial interview. So that has been very helpful and super insightful. I I bet it sounds like it. Uh, <laughs> so like not be afraid of um, having the same interview twice uh, after a yes. while. With that said, I am really interested in how many, if you can tell me what percentage of the incoming interns you end up hiring, is there kind of like a number that you are aiming for or it always depends on the the quality of the, the engineers? It's interesting. It varied over the years. So like I said before, like one, one year, we literally had work experience only where we didn't set a target for hiring. And then 
in a couple of years, we set ourselves a target of about 30 to 50% of, of interns we want to take on. So just for context, our, our engineering group is not massive. We have, we have about 60 engineers and we had an intake of about five interns in one batch. So we tried to take on, on two to three interns after the round and in what in a couple of years it worked really well in another year um like you said we kind of we didn't quite get there for for various reasons but mainly because we we couldn't quite get people to to grow as much as we wanted them to so yes we set ourselves targets but we're not always we have we've not always managed to reach them right right and you shouldn't reach the target for the sake of having the ability exactly. to say that you reach the target Exactly. So, the, the main, so just just on yeah. building on that, because I think the main reason is that obviously if we hire someone, we want to give them the commitment to kind of succeed or have a, have a chance of succeeding. And if we just fill the fill the quota, so to speak, then we're kind of cheating on ourselves, but we're also cheating on on the interns because they they get just hired for the sake of filling a spot, and that's unfair on them. And it's not always going to work out, or right. rarely going to work right. out. Right. The, this almost resonates as like with the relationship, but. <laughs> in my mind um so with that said if we can talk a little more you, i know you mentioned growth and you mentioned communications yep. but like is there a list of what you expect of incoming engineers when they have completed the internship program so we kind of try and tie that back a little bit to our growth framework. And as as many other companies, we have, whether you call it a career ladder, a growth framework or something, but something to support engineers in their growth over the years. And that's what we're trying to use for the internship as well. So we're, we're really trying to make sure that after, say, if they just hypothetically come in at level, level one or two on our growth framework, we want to kind of assess them then to make sure that they've reached level three or four when they when they're exiting, and that then really that then kind of translates back to they're able to fix fix up small bugs by themselves independently, or they're able to contribute to team planning or something that maps to the level. But this is kind of how we're trying to be as objective as possible and not not just being kind of like hey tom said this is an awesome person we should hire them but trying to map that back as every other engineer to some sort of of growth framework and an impact impact metric and and have them assess that way what are some of the steps we could have a whole show about uh, the the growth framework and the yes, career ladder. yes definitely but just let me ask you when an intern enters the, the company, are they considered as an intern at that time or are they considered as a junior software engineer? Or what are what are some of the differentiators, if any, for the new incoming engineers who completed the engineering program? Yes, yeah, so they come in as interns. And I mean, the, the thing with interns is, is really Interns is what we probably call the probably best definition is a, is a time time boxed kind of limited or three month contract so to speak right like interns are not necessarily hired as full time engineers right away but they can transition into that piece so interns can then potentially come in at pretty much any level like you could have a three month internship for someone that has been been in the industry for half a year already or a year already. So that's kind of where the comparison between individual people is sometimes not quite as easy because if there's two people in an internship program and one is straight out of university or out of a boot camp, the other person has had a, 
a six-month gig at another company, then one might be on level one, the other might be on level four. But that's kind of where then we are trying to see how they're growing in that time. And then if the if the person that is on number one ends up on level three after 12 weeks, but the person that comes in on level four stays on level four, then we're not necessarily then comparing four against three on the level. We're comparing how much they've grown. And this is for us really the most important metric to kind of assess whether they should become an inter whether it should become an engineer or not and that that then translates on towards that if we hire them towards the junior program and later on it's like really that growth between levels and growth over the years that that's the most important metric there i love that like comparing people to themselves rather than to each other it's like exactly it's so awesome. exactly so yeah. awesome so if we want to put it in context it almost sounds like a two-step program to get into the company as a full-time engineer with the with the contract does that that make sense yes so when we when we had the internship it was really we ran it as an internship program with that three months contract then we had the assessment period and the people that we've taken on afterwards they then came in as as full-time we hired them as as full-time engineers what we then try to do with those people we've tried to put a bit more structure around as well not just hired them as engineers and then said good luck but kind of gave them a little bit of support and structure as well by trying to rotate them, rotate them through different teams to get them exposure for different technologies, different kind of domains of the company, and and try to kind of give get them a bit of breadth rather than going deep deep into one area right away. Mm-hmm. Mixed successes there, but I, I can talk about that a little bit later. So yeah, it's a two step process: internship and then full time engineering after All if right. they get if they get taken on. All right. I have a question here, which is kind of intriguing. Do you keep in touch with the people who you didn't hire as an engineer? <laughs> not not everybody, but some, yes. Like, for example, I just had an exchange on, on LinkedIn the other day with a former intern who who basically gave a referral to our to another role and said, you should look at this person to hire. So. A lot of them, yes, not everybody, but I have I still in contact with a with a good with a good chunk of former former interns that are not with a with a company anymore. How awesome! Yeah, that that's cool. Okay, let's talk about the the not so shiny part. What are some of the mistakes <laughs> that uh, you can share with our listeners, and how did they come around so that um, if somebody's listening and wants to start up an internship program, they won't make these mistakes yeah yeah so uh, some of the some well the program that i shared is kind of obviously based on mistakes some partly so one of the very early mistakes that we made that we had a dedicated team so to speak we brought four interns in we put them in a corner and said please rewrite this this system or this project a little bit for us and and come back at the end not necessarily as a test for them to see whether they can do it but just we thought it was a was a decent setup. It wasn't, so that's kind of how we transitioned then to to embedding embedding teams um, or embedding them in teams and really give them the full the real kind of experience to work in a product team with product managers and designers and all of it. The other thing, and that's something that we're we're honestly still working through, is um, and that's something that's taken us quite a while to understand is to hire the interns that you can actually support and potentially actually take on. 
So if we're thinking about a range of skills that people might bring, one being never been exposed to any kind of software engineering, to people that have gone through a boot camp or have been coding since they've been 10, they never had an official job, but they they basically have been coders for a long, long time, even though they haven't been paid for coding. Every Every company can probably really support any somewhere somewhere on this level so not every company can support people that have never seen code before that needs a certain structure it needs a certain setup to really support those people so finding that level of kind of baseline skills that you can support during the internship and after is really crucial and that's something we've we haven't gotten right and we, we're still kind of evolving is to not take on people that we actually can't support and we can't set up for success, but only take those people in that are, have that baseline level of, of engineering that we can then use to kind of really build up over time. So that that's a really crucial learning for us and something that's not easy to get right because it's very hard to know what that level is for each company. Right. And you always want to hire as many good people as possible. Exactly. And you don't want to have an internship program where you kind of go in with the expectation to bring someone in full time, but then you realize, actually, we can't support those people. We can't, we don't have the, we don't have the structure. We don't have the processes to really support those people. And then it's, it's a disappointment for the interns, obviously, because they don't get taken on, but it's also a disappointment for the company because the program didn't actually yield much itself. So it's so hard to get it right, but it's crucial to understand what level what level you can support. Right. Building on the support part, we haven't talked much about what are some of these support systems in place. And I am extremely curious because you said the interns join specific teams and they function as team members and they have a mentor outside the team and they do one-on-ones with the team lead. How often or what kind of feedback do they get? And what are some of the other things that you do to support them while they are in the internship program? Yeah, it's a good question. And it's, again, another thing that's not easy to get right. Like with interns, what we've tried to do is really, same as with every other engineer, is to set some goals up front. There's a kind of a basic checklist of you should get exposed to kind of these and these things like you should you should probably run a planning session or run a retro for example but then there's also some more kind of personal goals around like at the end of this program um, you should be able to say write a small feature or lead lead or pair lead a small feature or something like that and this is something that we're going to set sit down with the with the interns and and work that through at the start and really try and identify based on the interview but also based on their previous experience and based on their ambition about like all right what what do you want to achieve here what are the things that you want to you want to kind of be proud of at the end and then that's something we can actively support them in the day-to-day and really kind of make sure that they're working towards it, but also then give feedback on and say, hey, by the way, we're not quite there yet. Here's some things that I've observed. How about we try something else there or we work on that a bit more. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much. And also another thing that just came to my mind about the support system, you said that they start together as a group. How much are they encouraged to keep in touch while they are completing the the engineering um, internship program very strongly 
this, this is something that we found that is really, really helpful for the group. And I think most of the intern intakes we had, they basically caught up every week and they just sat down together for half an hour, 45 minutes and, and talked about their experiences, what they did in the last week, anything they kind of supported each other. It's been really helpful for the internship group to kind of just get together and, and as peers talk about what they experience and support each other and not just have someone that's been around the company for four or five years kind of talk to them. So just have it as peers and people that see eye to eye ultimately. So that's been super helpful and super important. Also, one more thing, so we can get all the information out of you that you can share. I am imagining that with the size that you have mentioned, every team gets an intern or almost every team gets an intern. Yeah, about about half or two thirds of our teams have, have interns. Yeah, so quite, quite a good chunk. Yes. So how are those teams determined? And also, who are the mentors? Is it a voluntary activity or is it pointed? So the teams get ultimately chosen by who who's working with the focus of the team and who can support an intern during that time. So depending on, so some teams might only be two or three people large at a, at a certain point in, in the year, and it might not be a good fit. And some teams might be going really deep into, like, for example, one, one team we found it really hard to find interns for is our infrastructure team. Because it's it's usually not something interns learn in the bootcamp or have ex exposure to in in university or something, and then it's not only learning how to work in a company, but also co getting exposed to a completely new domain, and that's that's really hard. So finding that right level of easiness of entry or easiness of of learning or adopting the domain and having enough people there to to support again like we haven't we haven't gotten it right always we tried once to put someone in our infrastructure team and it was quite rough and um it wasn't very pleasant um from <laughs> from all we all we could gather with the mentors itself like we've been running on a voluntary basis and a lot of a lot of a lot of our engineers have actually put their hand up and we often had to send people away and said sorry not this year we we're kind of full so People have been really eager to take internship or uh, take take mentorship over an, uh, for an intern and and support them through that. And for the for the interns that have stayed on, that relationship has actually lasted. So there is still today there's former interns catching up with their former mentors on a regular basis just to exchange and to to have a chat and and figure out whether there's some support that can still be provided. So it's actually been great to see that these relationships have have lasted as well. Yeah. How awesome. That sounds really great to be to be able to join such a such a company. We are kind of concluding our conversation, but you kind of hinted at this. I am curious to see how often do you start a new internship program? We've tried to do it once a year. So it kind of lines up with in Australia the, the big holiday gap for universities in, in November, December. We couldn't do one last year, unfortunately, with with COVID and and all the things. But we've we've had a pretty good run for five six years before that, where we've literally have taken on interns every single year, at around the same time, and then worked with through them until January February um, in the following year. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. With that said, now you are kind of um, a seasoned internship uh, manager. In your opinion, what are the things that make an internship program? 
uh, for engineers successful? Yeah, so coming back to one that I, I've kind of talked a little bit before, understanding the level of, of interns you can you can accept. The other thing that I probably have mentioned um, a lot of is to kind of be very clear and, and open with everybody, not just with the interns, but with the people at the company as well. But what do you want to achieve? What do you want the company to achieve? But also what do you want to get out, out of it for the interns? And state that very clearly up front, which again, coming back to your question about like, are the interns or former interns still in touch? And I think that has helped a lot with kind of getting people to not feel frustrated afterwards. We've been very open and very clear, said, look, here's what we want to achieve. Here's what you have to bring to be considered as a full-time engineer after. And then we were very, very open and, and very honest with people and said, look, this worked out. It was awesome. Or sorry, we couldn't quite get you there. And just, just that openness and honesty upfront is really important and sets the expectations for everybody involved. And the, the third one is, and I mentioned that a couple of times, is to basically treat interns like any other engineer like they're just they're just they're part adults. of the group ultimately the adults they're they're engineers they should not be treated special specifically other than providing some extra support but embed them in teams make them part of part of everything the rituals the planning pair with them like everybody else and that's ultimately the best experience we can give them mm -hmm. thank you that sounds like a, a really good deal with that said we have touched on a lot of things and i think if someone has listened to this conversation they are much better prepared to start their own internship program than they were before because you were kind enough to share a lot of things with that said is there anything else that we haven't touched on and you think is important to be to be mentioning here at this point no there's nothing else i can think of that that really stands out as a special another thing all right Thank you so much. Um, dearest listeners, as we have talked about, um, you need to be open about what your internship program brings to the company and you need to be open about what you can bring to your engineers and what your expectations are towards your, your incoming engineers. And you need to give them a lot of support within the team and across teams and within their internship program team and learn from your mistakes because as you were kind enough to share you can't get everything right from the beginning and perfect is just a man-made concept so let's be <laughs> agile and always learn that's awesome thank you so much for for sharing about uh, the internship program at Bubble. and with that said thank you for joining us today thank you much for having me it was a pleasure Thank you for sharing so much about your internship program. And if our listeners would like to know more about you or follow your work, where can they do that? The, the best way is probably to go to Medium, um, find my blog or my articles on Medium, where I write, uh, well, I try to write at least two twice a month, has slowed down a little bit lately. Um, the other way is, is LinkedIn, where I'm, where I'm present, which I check regularly. So these two mediums are probably best. All right. Thank you so much. Uh, please make sure to follow Tom on any of the aforementioned social media websites. Dearest listeners, today my guest was Tom Sommer. He is the director of engineering at Redbubble. And today we talked about a successful internship program for software engineers. Thank you for joining us. I am Carolina Toth and I hope to see you next time.
Thanks for staying with us. This was the Level Up Engineering Podcast by Apex Lab. Check them out at apexlab.io. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel, rate our content, and share your thoughts on this episode. See you next time. See you next time.